Welcome to the Sliders and Curveballs podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm here with my son, Joseph. Together, we are learning sports one game at a time. Hey, sports fans. Uh, Joseph and I are very lucky. Right now we are in a boardroom, uh, the one that was uh, created by Slam Magazine here in Springfield, Massachusetts. All the fantastic Slam posters are all around us. Joseph is eyeballing uh, LeBron and Kobe and Iverson and, and Steph Curry, so it's really great. And we are fortunate to have a little bit of time with um, the director of museum operations, Steve Del Nickus, and uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about all the great new things at the, uh, at the hoop hall. So thanks so much for joining us, Steve. Oh, you're very welcome, Mike, and happy to have you and Joe here. Uh, we know you're going to have a great time on the tour and uh, get to see a lot of new things in the museum. 
Well, thank you so much, Joseph. How excited are you? Now, you just watched the 10-minute um, video to kind of inspire you. And Joseph actually has bra- basketball practice later on today. But this is a great inspiration to be able to start off the tour, a little 10-minute video. You saw some championship teams and things like that. How cool was that? And how excited are you to get ready to go to the Court of Dreams to start shooting, where I even understand that there's a few basketball hoops that are a little lower. And if you possibly want to dunk on them, you let me know. Um, it's great here. Um, so far we've only been here for like 45 minutes and we're loving it. When we walk in, there's, um, Larry Bird's shoe, his jersey. We see Tatum's jersey when he dunked on LeBron. It's awesome here. And Joseph, why don't you start off the first question for Steve as well? What did you want to ask him? When you were a kid, did you ever picture yourself working at the Basketball Hall of Fame? Uh, no, I, I don't think I had, did, Joseph. Uh, it was kind of a late-in-life uh, change for me. I worked in the golf business for almost 30 years, and uh, unfortunately our business went out of business, and in a couple of years I ended up working here. And it's been a, a great second part of my working career, and you know the people at the Hall of Fame have been very good to me. So it's, it's a, I look at it as a great bonus. That's fantastic. Now, we do have probably the number one star on this podcast, our guest, my wife, Renee, and she's sitting off to the sides. She won't be doing any singing today, uh, as she's done in the past. But one question that she had for you, Steve, was, do you ever get starstruck when you when you see some of the legends that come? Now, I know that you've had the special Wednesday series. I think Dr. J was just here about a week ago, where you come on Wednesdays, maybe around lunch hour. You could ask a few questions and meet different uh, stars throughout the summer. You had the incredible 2023 enshrinement class with uh, Tony Parker and Dirk and our buddy Dwayne Wade. What's it like when you when you see some of these stars that return to the hall? Well, it's great. I mean, and you're right. Dr. J was here just uh, about a week and a half ago. He did a great job, uh, did an interview, and then he took pictures with all the guests. Uh, very gracious, just a really great guy to listen to. Um, and, you know, we do get a number of returning stars every year for enshrinement, which is great to see. I mean, I think I'm fortunate that uh through the golf business i was able to meet a lot of famous golfers like arnold palmer and jack nicholas and nancy lopez so as far as being starstruck i don't think i'm really starstruck probably one of the coolest things was last year uh at manu ginobili's enshrinement the spurs had a after party here and they all came walking in together you had david robinson tim duncan uh tony parker manu popovich bruce bowen and they all look like they could still play. That was probably one of the coolest moments to see. That's fantastic. And Joseph, do you want to tell some of our younger fans that are just starting to get into basketball, who is the addition to this Spurs team now that you have all of these veterans that are in the Hall of Fame that really is going to have a lot of attention this year, the number one draft pick? You want to tell some of your friends that that are just kind of learning the game? Victor Wembignano. Wembenyana, and uh, so the, he's really, really going to be special. Very tall, um, can shoot the three, great dribbler and ball handler, so it'll be exciting to see if his future will be in this special building. What can you tell us, Steve, a little bit about? Now, we came here probably six years ago, so Joseph was probably around six years old. When I walked inside, and we've only been here just in the beginning um, uh, auditorium area, it looks completely different. I mean, it's as if I've never been in this museum before. What was involved with the renovations? What were some of the goals and some of the things that you accomplished? 
Yeah, well, shortly after you were here six years ago, we started our renovation, which was basically renovating the entire museum. It started in January of 2018. It was a multi-phase renovation that enabled us to stay open through pretty much all of it, with the exception of we closed in uh, February of 2020 because the second floor was the last floor, and then weeks later, the everything closed with COVID, when COVID hit. So we were closed until uh, July of that year, uh, but it did allow us to work through most of the renovation on the second floor. Uh, we finished, everything was completely finished in early May of 2021 when the Kobe Bryant exhibit was finished. Uh, and then we had the ceremony, the 2020 ceremony, which had been canceled and Kobe was in that class, um, was held in May of 2021. So that was kind of the, the introduction of the Kobe exhibit, which has been a huge draw um, ever since it opened. Uh, for many people, it's almost like a pilgrimage to come and see it. I can imagine we're really looking forward to uh, to being able to check that out. Now, when Joseph was here, I remember he shot around a little bit, took some shots, and we went in and visited a variety of different things. And the thing that the hall was most known for when I was growing up was if you're driving by 91, you see the, you see the silver ball, and you know that all of our favorite players and coaches, Jim Calhoun, Ray Allen, everybody, that they're up on the inside of that ball going up to the roof. That's the enshrinement area. But from what I understand, you ran out of ceiling. Is that correct? That is correct. That was one of the, the impetus for changing part of the museum around because we, we had run out of room for the faces uh, on the dome. And so we decided on the second floor to take a part of the museum that really wasn't in use and turn it into what we call the Hall of Honor. And the Hall of Honor features all the Hall of Famers. It's much more interactive. And that was kind of a goal of the whole renovation was to make the museum come to life for people. It's a lot more interactive. The old museum, which was started here in 2002, was very static, a lot of reading. Now there's a lot of kiosks and televisions where you can interact and learn uh, about pretty much any Hall of Famer you want to learn about. Uh, in the Hall of Honor, you punch in someone's name and it'll come up with a biography, pictures. If they're a more current player, there'll be video, and then connections, other Hall of Famers that they might be connected with. So it's it's the goal was to try to make it more of a living museum so people would have more fun. Of course, the one thing we kept, which is extremely popular, especially with families, is the court the Jerry Colangelo Court of Dreams, uh, which has hoops from all different eras, including replica peach baskets, slam dunk areas for the adults, but also shorter hoops for the younger kids too. That was one of the things we changed when we did the renovation of the court is one of the comments we would get is that, geez, you don't have much here for the real little kids. I'm talking smaller than Joseph. but uh, So we put in a kid's court with a four, five, and six-foot hoops. So that's been incredibly popular with the younger kids. I love it. It seems like you guys really took all the necessary ingredients to modernize because I remember when we first came, Joseph was impressed by the different superstars that there were, but it was reading each station one to the other. And now I can see just in your lobby area that you have like these individual television screens within each booth that's talking to you, showing you game highlights, hearing the voice of the player, um, and it brings back a lot of memories. So I think that that interaction, especially for all you folks that live in the general Connecticut area, a 40-minute ride up to the this fantastic museum. Joseph's on a, a basketball team. All of his buddies are going to want to see this. This can help inspire the next generation. Who are some of the players, Joseph, that you're looking to learning about the most? Meaning from this year? 
Yeah, either this year or just past players. You know, we do a lot of uh, NBA trivia. You hear all these different names, but who who would you like to learn a little bit more about a couple of players this year? Um, Allen Iverson, um, Penny Hardaway, Tim Hardaway. Um, what else? Um, Sean Kemp. Those guys. So these are fantastic players, and you get a chance to see who they played against, uh, where they maybe originally went to school, some of their statistics, some of their great moves. So we're looking forward to touring the museum. Uh, We're here with uh, Steve. And do you have a a general guide or plan of attack on how we should venture through the museum? What's what's the best approach when a visitor comes to be able to get a little bit of a feel for how do you walk about this place and and absorb the most and, and, and don't miss some of the greatest things to see? Well, generally, uh, what we like to do is exactly what you did. Start in the theater where you watch the short 10-minute film on the evolution of the game, lots of highlights and action shots. Really, uh, the company that made the film did a super job. I've seen people come out with uh, almost tears in their eyes after watching it. So that's a great start, gets everyone excited to go in. And then we'll send them up to the third floor of the museum, which is kind of an introduction um, to the museum. There's a few exhibits. There's a lot of photo ops, life-size cutouts of players, Shaquille O'Neal, um, uh, Muggsy Bogues that you can take pictures with. Um, there's some, a few exhibits there with artifacts, some kiosks that kind of like a little game where you, you can look up former hoop hall stars and try to match them with their names. Uh, and then the second floor is the brunt of the museum, uh, which starts out with a 1891, which is a gallery, talks about the game being invented in Springfield and the women's game starting up in Northampton, Mass. at Smith College. And then you go into Catching Fire, which goes on from the beginnings through the early 60s, how the game caught fire around the country. Um, Lots of old artifacts there, a lot of cool stuff, uh, including the Walter Brown Trophy, which was the NBA trophy for many years. has a lot of similarities to the Stanley Cup, where the teams are... um, and the players are engraved on the cup. So that's uh, kind of a cool old artifact to see. Then it goes into an opportunity uh, gallery, which talks about how the game grew around the world with women, African-Americans, internationally, uh, and how handicapped people can play, how anyone basically can play. Um, Then you move into the players section, which... Has uh, talks about different moves, um, the sky hook, three-point shot, connects it to players that are known for those moves. Um, and then there's a bunch of jerseys, sneakers. Uh, one of the, big, the be- most valuable artifact in the place is in the player section. It's the jersey Wilt Chamberlain wore when he scored 100 points in 1962. Uh, looks a little different than the jerseys of today. Uh, then you move into a super fan gallery, which talks about different fans. Uh, Penny Marshall was a great basketball fan. When she passed away, she donated all her basketball memorabilia to the hall. Jimmy Goldstein, who goes to a lot of the Lakers, Clippers games, playoffs. He's, he's quite a character, quite a showy dresser uh, is in there. And then you go into the coaches gallery. And then you hit the Kobe exhibit. Then there's some fun interactives. TNT, which is uh, you can email a video of yourself superimposed on the set with the TNT pregame crew, and uh, that's probably one of our most popular interactives. Uh, And then you end up, there's a photo op with a replica of the 1986 Larry O'Brien trophy that you can take, uh, donated by the Celtics. You move into Celebration Theater, which talks about championships, and there's some artifacts and exhibits that tie into that. And then you end up in the Hall of Honor, 
which I talked about earlier, where you can basically look up any Hall of Famer that, that was enshrined from 1959 to 2023 and uh, learn about those Hall of Famers. Uh, and then the final move is to the bottom floor where you get to shoot on the court. Now, you know, Joseph's final move is his first move. So he's like, I'm going to shoot immediately. Then I'm going to the gift shop. So, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we're going to go ahead and start at that third floor and work our way down. Well, Steve, thank you so much for spending time with us. This is a fantastic opportunity, so close to home. We're thrilled to be here. It's an honor that you're allowing us to, uh, to podcast here. And um, it's, we're just so excited to be able to see all the different players that we root for and have uh, cheered for in the past. And it's a really neat tribute to all of them. The hall looks fantastic. And I encourage all of our listeners to come check this out. Joseph, are you excited to get our tour started? Yeah. Steve, thank you so much. And we, we can't wait to uh, see all the great renovations that you made. All right. Well, you're very welcome. Enjoy your tour. We appreciate it. So we are here on the third floor, just got done shooting some hoops. And I'll tell you what, it makes me want to set up a couple of peach baskets at the house. That was my favorite hoop to shoot on. Two large peach baskets, no backboard. Um, I missed several times, but then started to get into a rhythm. And it's so neat the way the ball comes down through the peach peach bucket. It kind of swirls its way through the basket and makes kind of a neat noise and then drops through the bottom. But it was really neat taking all kinds of shots. They have um, four foot, five foot, six foot, seven foot, eight foot, and nine foot dunking rims. A huge TV showing all kinds of NBA highlights on the Jerry Colangelo Court of Dreams. And then all these different eras of basketball hoops. How we're in the modern day now with these highly sophisticated, you know, beautiful glass backboards, etc. So we're up here on the third floor as Steve had recommended that we start. And you start off being able to compare your height. You start off with Muggsy Bogues, who was only five feet, three inches. Can you believe that? Next thing you know, you got Skylar Diggins, Diana Tarazia, six feet, Harden, six, five. And then it walks you all the way through, probably all the way ending up around Yao Ming. So it's really neat how you get to measure yourself versus the different stars. And um, right now, Joseph is playing an interactive game, just kind of comparing different um, NBA players to the countries that they grew up. And it's really neat, beautiful place. And you definitely got to bring the kids. Um, We can't wait to look at some jerseys and sneakers and highlights. Talk to you in a few. Hey, guys, we got some trivia for you. So we wanted to ask three trivia questions um, throughout our tour. And if you get all three trivia questions correct, send me a message and we'll send you a custom tops card. Question number one, which NBA team has the most inductees in the hall of fame and how many question number two is who was the first woman's nba player to ever dunk and question number three which nba player recorded the fastest triple double in nba history and i will give you a hint it happened on february 15th 2018 and this player scored a triple double in just 14 minutes and 33 seconds. We'll give you the answers to these three questions at the end of the show. Enjoy.
It's really fascinating, this museum. Just reading an excerpt here. The original Dr. J, James Naismith, earned distinction in several fields, including philosophy, theology, physical education, a graduate degree the game's inventor received from the YMCA training school, today's Springfield College. In 1898, Naismith earned his Doctor of Medicine from Gross College of Medicine at the University of Denver. And then James Naismith ended up taking up permanent residency in Lawrence, Kansas, where he served as the first coach of the University of Kansas men's basketball team. In nine seasons, his record was 55 and 60, so a losing record, making him the game's inventor and the only coach at Kansas with a losing record. Um, Pretty amazing. He was tasked with coming up with an indoor sport when the New England area was going to be covered with snow, basically attached two peach baskets to the end of a gymnasium, and um, away you go. Came up with 12 rules of the game, and um, here we are. Here we are today. Dad, the Hall of Honor is insane. When you get a chance to be around players who have the poise, the fight, the work ethic that you need every single day, you absorb that. Then as you move on through the system, you become that player who brings the work ethic, the desire and the heart and the fight that it takes in a certain level of standard. And I remember passing that on. The museum really has been great and it continues to showcase all of the fantastic players that you've rooted for over the years and does a really good job of uh, all the interaction with video monitors and short movies, etc. I'm now inside the uh, Wall of Honor, which has been streamlined, is no longer on the dome, as Steve had mentioned. Um, They've really done a beautiful job of making it so cool with all the digital aspects and interactive and allowing you to see videos of former players. I'm at Jim Calhoun's uh, kiosk right now, and it says a quote from him is, basketball doesn't care what color your skin is, what religion you practice, if you're big or small, fast or slow. It just asks you to play, to compete, to lose with dignity, and to win with humility. Jim Calhoun, best program builder ever. just walking on through the Kobe Bryant exhibit and it really is a touching memorial to him from what I understand just before it got displayed to the uh, public uh, Kobe's family who donated a lot of the material and memorabilia was able to have a private viewing of it and uh, it's got his five championship rings all kinds of sneakers that he's worn um, you know beautiful pictures of you know his passes his dunks um, his dear basketball video and just a really great um, tribute to uh, his legacy on the court, including a huge uh, quote that's on the wall that says, if you see me in a fight with a bear, pray for the bear. And uh, probably really describes uh, the type of person that he was, uh, that Mamba mentality getting out on the, uh, the court. Now you get a chance to go into the... Um, interactive area where you get to see all of the Hall of Famers come to life. You put in a person's name on one of four television screens and it will take you through um, quotes from them, videos of their championships, plays that they've made, connections to the game and teams that they've been on, players that have inspired them, part of their family tree. And it's really pretty neat because it's basically, you can research any player that you want from any era. So all you kids out there that have been on YouTube and things like that, to come into this 
uh, new Hall of Fame is really gives you a easy access to things that you're very used to playing videos and and seeing how things are are um, displayed. Very cool. So uh, we are getting ready to wrap up the journey. And at the very end, it says, what are you waiting for? We'll see you on center court. Aptly, Gino Oriema says that. Uh, now you know our history. It's time for you to go play this great game, Larry Bird. And so you basically come from the third floor down to the second and then back down to the Court of Dreams to start shooting again. And uh, I would encourage anybody of all ages to come right up 91, Springfield, Massachusetts, a very special place, and to see the history of the game that we love. We love the NBA and college basketball. Thank you for joining us on this journey. And we're going to announce our three answers to our trivia questions, get Joseph's final take on the museum tour. And uh, if you know the answers to the trivia questions, shoot us a message and uh, maybe you'll get to win one of our special tops cards. Thanks for being with us today at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Our three trivia answers are for the first one, which was who has the most players inducted into the Hall of Fame, that answer is the Boston Celtics with 41. The first person to ever hit um, or to ever dunk was Lisa Leslie. And the fastest triple-double ever was held by Nikola Jokic. Love you, Dad. Thank you. The NBA is awesome. That was such a great trip. Thank you for listening on the Sliders and Curveballs podcast. Love you, Dad.